0: Der Sato brennt und es gibt keinen Fahrer am Steuer. Das ist die Charaktergeneration. Willkommen auf die Charaktergeneration. Ich bin Moth.
1: Ich bin Chat. And this is a podcast where we make characters in <laughs> tabletop role-playing games. I do not.
0: <laughs> you piece of shit. I had a whole intro written.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, all right. So yeah, this is a podcast where we do characters in tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. This week, we're doing one of those German games from Germany. Not just
1: Manny, Germany.
0: Where from comes the Germans.
1: I'm glad that we're not doing the actual German rulebooks for this.
0: Yeah, thankfully the last couple editions did get official English releases, which is nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This week, the RPG of our choice is called The Dark Eye. It's a D&D heartbreaker that has existed for like 20 some odd years. It's like the primary role-playing game in Germany?
0: Yeah, it's kind of the same situation as like Tunnels and Trolls in Scandinavia, where it's like... TSR didn't have enough money to publish role-playing games out there, so just whoever lived out there decided to publish their house rules for D&D, and it turned into the RPG that everyone played.
1: Exactly.
0: And since this is an old-school D&D heartbreaker, it means we get to deal with a lot of really baffling and quote-unquote realistic rules choices later on.
1: Oh yeah, there's some, uh, what's the word, bad design decisions in a lot of the dark So <laughs> uh- <laughs> And much like Dungeons
0: & Dragons, a lot of them have lasted for the past 20-odd years because of tradition. Oh,
1: yep. The other thing with the Dark Eye is it is, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Unoriginal, in terms <laughs> of a lot of its writing. Really? It takes place in the world of Adventuria? <laughs> Adventuria.
0: I think it's no D, but yeah, same difference.
1: I thought it had a D in it. Oh, it doesn't. Oh. Oh,
0: okay. That's how you can tell it's original.
1: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the D, so it's not adventure. Yeah, it's something exactly. else completely. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, an interesting one. I picked this one specifically because it has a, a really interesting aspect to the character creation process that I I haven't really seen before in in a tabletop RPG or specifically even anything that's trying to popularize on the D and D sort of uh market. Right. It specifically has uh, a series of cultures for each playable race and each Ah, of those cultures has their own their own modifiers but they also go into detail on what the cultures are and so choosing your character's culture is a a a big part of the character creation and i think that's cool i don't know how funny it's gonna be i guess we'll find out once (laughs) we delve into this but i thought it was it was interesting
0: it's like if humans had as many races as elves did kind of
1: exactly the other thing is there's there's the multiple types of elves and dwarves there's more dwarf like sub races and cultures than there are uh, elves in this which is shocking unique yeah. yeah so yeah i guess let's let's just delve into this oh, Mr. Creation. Wow. Creating a hero in 15 easy steps. Ah, of course. <laughs> and I like
0: how this book has a fucking stupid, like, quote at the beginning of every chapter. And the one they want you to know for character generation is, You are not born a hero. It is your deeds that make you one. And then they move immediately on from that to defining your character in terms of things that they grew up with in their childhood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a little bit of a major contradiction. You know. Yeah, you know. The usual Alright, well, step one is deciding which kind of hero to play. We're gonna skip that one, I think, for now.
0: Well, it's at least interesting to point out the fact that, like a lot of D&D Heartbreaker play-by-numbers alikes, this replaces D&D's kind of baffling character creation system with just standard point-by.
1: Yeah, which I'll give it that in this favor. Yeah, and
0: they've done that for a really long time, which I actually really appreciate. Yeah. Because random rolls for stats is kind of the worst idea in the world when your stats actually matter like they do in D. gotcha like in basic D, all they really did for you is they would like increase your amount of languages known or give you a flat bonus to experience if you had enough points in one stat and beyond yeah. that just as long as your stats were high enough to like, pick whatever character you wanted, they didn't really matter too much after that. But then, in third edition, they swapped it over to like, everything is a skill test on dexterity, which A, made it so that you fucking had to have an 18 dexterity to do anything as a thief-type character, and B, made it so that dexterity was accidentally the most important stat in the game. Whoops.
1: Whoops. Oopsie-dipsie.
0: Luckily, this game kind of sidesteps that by adding even more stats that you have to be good at. Yeah. So yeah, this does the very typical thing of splitting up your dexterity into dexterity and agility and what's the other yeah. extra stat
1: that it gives you in this? Uh isn't it it's I and I, right? Oh yeah. Is it initi-
0: no, I think there's uh this one also has intuition like Shadowrun did.
1: Oh okay, okay, no that's right, that's right. It is courage. Uh-huh. Sagacity. <laughs> That's a weird stat, huh? Represents general knowledge, the ability to think logically, analytically, and the quality of the hero's memory.
0: Yep, it's just intelligence, but they had to rename it.
1: Courage is bravery and determination, and the ability to resist magical spells and liturgical cants. Interesting. Uh, Then there's intuition, charisma, dexterity, agility, constitution, and strength.
0: Quick question, what the fuck does intuition do, then?
1: Uh, the hero's hunches and level of empathy and also shows how well the character can cope with stress and make the right decisions in such situations. Knowing how to guide others is also a function of intuition.
0: You would assume that those would be also courage, but whatever. Yeah! Now, listener, you may be thinking, this seems incredibly complicated, and it must also mean that the skills are overly complicated to balance out the fact that there's two more skills to spread them out among. However, it gets even worse than that, because every skill (laughs) check involves three attribute rolls instead of one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, for instance, I've scrolled down to the actual skill list, and I'm gonna... Do my level best to try and understand how a skill check actually works in this system? Because I was researching this last night after we failed to record.
1: Yeah, after we had 100,000 computer issues and I became a hermit for an evening.
0: It's true. He went out into the desert and buried himself in the sands to seek enlightenment.
1: I ate multiple hallucinogenic mushrooms, buried myself in the sand, uh, had a vision quest on how to fix my computer and how to make Audacity less bad, and then came back and... Everything's good now, and I also found God.
0: Oh, congratulations! Where was he?
1: Yeah, thank you. He was inside of a scorpion. He talked to me.
0: Oh shit! Okay.
1: Yeah, he was like, no one expects a scorpion. Everyone's scared <laughs> of him, and I was like, hey, I'm scared of you, God.
0: <laughs> He's like, good, and he turned into a burning bush and flew into the sky.
1: Yep, yep. All of that happened.
0: It's true. I was there in the vision quest. <laughs> I astral projected my way inside. <laughs> <laughs> That was you? Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I was the other scorpion.
1: Oh, okay. The the scorpion from Mortal Kombat.
0: I was the scorpion that was smoking weed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, attribute checks.
1: Uh skill checks, you gotta roll roll three dice.
0: Yeah, as I understand it, like each individual attribute check works like it does in old school D and D where you just have to try and roll underneath your stat on a D twenty. Yes. But for a skill check, you have Three different stats you have to try and roll under, and you get a pool of extra points equal to your skill rating that you can use to subtract numbers from your dice rolls until they're successes.
1: Wait. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's the most overly complicated thing I've ever seen in a game. Well, I take that back, but it's close, yeah.
1: It's it's pretty overly comp I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this.
0: It seems like it would turn every single skill check into a fucking federal deal. (laughs) Especially since uh, this also does the very not D&D thing of adding even more skills to the game to make it feel more realistic and Mm simulation-y. So for instance, it expects you to want to buy levels in your character's geography skill, which of course is a sagacity, sagacity, intuition check.
1: Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Gross. Man, I'm glad we're not playing this, though. That's that's where I'm coming from. We just gotta make the character.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's cut back to that real fast, because if we keep going, we're gonna have to talk about combat next, and that's a lot.
1: Yeah, so let's just do the thing that we do on this podcast, where <laughs> we, we make the character, we uh-huh. make a couple jokes, sometimes it's a good character, sometimes it sucks, and then mm-hmm. we don't touch the system ever again. Sounds good. <laughs> One of these days I'm gonna
0: fucking rope you into a Traveler game.
1: Like we we spent two episodes making that character. I think I have to play it at this point. It's a That's sunk fair, cost honestly. situation. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first question: What experience level is our character?
1: Mm.
0: Are they inexperienced, ordinary, experienced, competent, masterly, brilliant, or legendary?
1: I think they're competent. Hmm. You know what? No. You know what? Here's something that we've never done on the character generation yeah let's just start our character off fucking amazingly powerful okay yeah let's start our character off at like a high level campaign this gotcha. character is legendary this character is like you just rolled this character out because you died rolling your fucking skill checks in a dungeon <laughs> near the end game right like yeah this character is very powerful very buff very strong absolutely and very german <laughs> insanely german makes schnitzel Mm -hmm. i don't remember which of the
0: many cultures in this game are the actual german ones is the problem
1: that's gonna be hard to tell the other thing that i i've noticed right here right now looking at the book is the book this Mm -hmm. core rule book that i have only has four races well, it has the
0: races and then the cultures after that.
1: Yeah, but it says in the book, choose if you're human, elf, dwarf, or something entirely different. And the mm. only other option they give you is half-elf. Well, so... what the fuck?
0: That's not entirely different or whatsoever
1: no so i'm gonna huh. look and see if there are other races real quick
0: oh i know um, there are because there have been like 30 years of supplements for this game so i'm gonna guess that at one point they finally release a book where you can actually play as orcs i'm gonna guess there's probably some kind of like lion men that tends to be pretty common probably maybe like a big rocky dude maybe has some extra arms hmm.
1: okay whatever i don't the problem is i had a hard time finding anything that it didn't require me paying more money. Alright, well, are we human, elf, dwarf, or half-elf? Um, I
0: gotta say we're probably a dwarf.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's do dwarf.
0: And I kinda wanna get into the whole weird god system this game has, so we can play as a devotee of the god of death. Boron. The strong, fifth element. Uh
1: <laughs> Ugh, that's so bad. Um... I mean this is a D&D heartbreaker. So let's go back to our D&D roots and just find things that are funny in the spellbooks and go from there.
0: Oh, before we do that, what flavor of dwarf are we? Cuz there's four different oh, right, cultures,
1: from. cultures, uh, dwarven cultures. We have diamond dwarf.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite David Bowie song.
1: They're not <laughs> They're not made out of diamonds, unfortunately. Um uh, damn it. They pursue trade and art and live lives that are equally f- sophisticated and adventurous. Mm-hmm. Uh, after losing their home in the Balunkan Mountains during the invasion of Borbarad and spending years wandering, <laughs> many Diamond Dwarves settled in Rashtal's Wall. Here they fashioned comfortable living spaces. Oh my god, slow spaces. down, slow down. You can't <laughs> throw this much
0: at us right now. We can't handle this much fucking... In setting lore, while we're just trying to make a character. Oh, good news. Do you want to know how often dwarves fuck? Because there's an entry in the dwarf <laughs> race chart for this.
1: <laughs> Please tell me. I need to know. Fun fact the frequency only one of out of every four sex. dwarves
0: is born female. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, no. Did you know that dwarves reach sexual maturity at the age of 20? Oh, but they are only deemed adults after they un- undergo their baptism of fire at age 35?
1: What the f-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, when you're making not D&D, you've got to put as much shit in there to try and uh, distance yourself from the competition as possible. Yes, possible. I'm incredibly hungry right now.
1: Impostable. <laughs> I-, I would like to play the fettuccine, impossible.
0: Oh God, that's gotta exist, doesn't it
1: <laughs> um listen, so my problem here <laughs> uh-huh. is the four dwarves are diamond forge hill and ore. the four elements you need to <laughs> for any traditional <laughs> fantasy game diamond forge right, hills
0: or can we learn a hill magic to control the mighty hills and their many secrets
1: and their many eyes. Jesus, leave. (laughs) (laughs) I can
0: finish this one up myself.
1: The first time I saw a trailer for The Hills Have Eyes, I thought that it was going to be like a Monster House situation and not just like, I think it was about like, Mutants. I think it was like one of those like mutants. inbred
0: hillbilly horror movies. There might have been some radioactive stuff in there.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like a, a hillbillies in in the South that are gonna kill you, or if it was like a Chernobyl yeah. situation. Right. Anyway, I think we're <laughs> not a hill dwarf. It's for I'm going okay. with that because those hills have what eyes.
0: kind of dwarf is hill dwarf? What's their deal?
1: Hill dwarves are the extremely homely cousins of the small folk. <coughs> they turned away from hardstone and an even harder life beneath the ground, and now prefer to Man, fill I their. I turned harders. away from
0: hardstone too after the last few expansions. Am I right?
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm upset. Um. All right, so the hill dwarves, from what I can tell, are hobbits.
0: Okay, they're ugly hobbits, apparently.
1: Yeah, they're hobbits. Even though they are skillful smiths, like all dwarves, they prefer growing grapes, fermenting wine, and making cheese. Hell yeah. Okay, we could actually just be a hill dwarf. That does sound pretty fresh.
0: I'm kind of into the idea of being an ugly drunk dwarf. I'm not gonna lie to you
1: yeah forged dwarves are they live in mountain kingdom of forest guard or the dark ridge of the thash mountains the Dragonstones, the chuncham oh, mountains that's uh-huh let me give that the huncham mountains sorry that and also Rashtul's wall again okay Great. they live underground in mountains and they forge things and then or dwarves are the most common.
0: Let me guess, are they just normal dwarves?
1: They're just dwarves, yeah. Alright. they're We're hill dwarves, Sounds actually. Good. I said we're not hill dwarves, but we're actually hill dwarves. We could also be a diamond dwarf and be like a shitty aristocrat.
0: I just realized that it says homie and not homely, which is what I thought you said.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, so they that are That might have hobbits. said homely. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're hobbits. So there's the Diamond Dwarves, which look like that one fucking bard from The Witcher 3 whose name... Dandelion. They look like Dandelion if he was a dwarf. Okay. Or we can be a hobbit. Hmm. So do we want to be like a prissy rich boy dwarf, or do we want to be like Samwise Gamgee if he was an alcoholic?
0: Let's see, what do we get from the Hill Dwarf Culture Package?
1: The Hill Dwarf Culture Package gives us...
0: It's incredibly cheap, but it does not give us literally anything useful. Oh no, it does give us a couple of levels of stealth, but everything else is. We get plus one skill rank in carousing and dancing and driving. Hey, any
1: any game that has a carousing stat automatically good in my book. (laughs) Carousing, dancing, driving, fishing, prepare food, singing, and stealth.
0: Fantastic. There we go. We're a hill dwarf.
1: What are the diamond dwarves now? Now I'm curious. Carousing, dancing, (laughs) earthencraft, geography plus two, history, metalworking, music, myths and legends, pick locks, stealth, and seduction. Oh my god. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and and take a stand against something right now. I'm Uh going to say that if you feel the need to put a seduction stat in your tabletop roleplaying game you don't understand how tabletop roleplaying games work because that means that you're sitting in a room <laughs> it's probably gonna be kind of hot because there's a lot of people in there everyone's gonna be kind of yep. gross and sweaty you're all like nerds that feel comfortable enough with each other as friends to be doing this but you're still like <laughs> friends and uh-huh. so when you look at your your good friend who is your game master and you look him in the eyes and you're like i know you were roleplaying this npc i would like to seduce them <laughs> It puts a level of just discomfort on everybody in the room, and I hate it, and I hate that it is enforced in the rules now. It's baked into the rules to have this awkward social interaction. I don't like it.
0: So here's my thing.
1: I don't like it.
0: Okay, first off, I I need to let my cat out. Yeah, hang on. So here's my thing with seduction skills in games. Okay. They're pretty much always bad in any game that's trying to be D&D, for like three or four different reasons.
1: Okay. Can you lay those reasons out for me, please?
0: I'm going to say the first one is the kind of people who you're going to wind up playing D&D with. I don't want to go the stereotypical route and say that they're not very good with dealing with romance in general, but I will say that they will not be mm. in the headspace for it if they're playing the game where they want wanted to be a cool elf and shoot magic out of their dick. And yeah. then, in fact, during yeah. the seduction scene, they will attempt to shoot magic out of their dick to make it less awkward, and it will actually make it more awkward.
1: Uh, incredibly. Uh, Incredibly, yeah. Um, it's like, aha, uh-huh, wand, wang. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's the sort of humor you would probably <laughs> get if
0: there's any girls there. I would like to do them.
1: Mmm, mm, Memes. Good meme. Relevant to the current age. Like
0: I can't imagine trying to just. Pl- okay. Side note. In the middle of my side note here.
1: <laughs> P.S.S. <laughs>
0: But like, can you imagine being one of those people who just goes to like structured meetup games, like the D and D, like Mm. table game association, or like the Pathfinder pickups? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I've literally never heard of one of those being good. Have you?
1: No, I have not. They seem always awful.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't know. I have a long list of reasons why I don't like Adventures League. No, I agree. That's its own can of worms that I would like to not crack open right now.
0: That'll be bonus content for our Patreon that we definitely are not going to ever start.
1: Yeah, that Patreon that will literally never get made.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, my counterpoint though is the fact that- okay, here's the thing. I've gone on record on this podcast before of being really in favor of bullshit story games. Yes. I really, really fucking love Monster Hearts. Okay. And Monster Hearts is basically just a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop game about playing a supernatural romance thriller. Yeah. Like, it's designed to be, you're a vampire teen. And, like, one of its core stats is, like, hey, turn people on. That's one of the main, like, basic moves that everyone has access to.
1: You have the horny magic.
0: It's not horny magic, it's just hey, you're a teen, flail about until another teen gets a boner nearby. (laughs) I mean, you don't necessarily have to be teens, but that's kind of the feeling you get since it's uh, sort of based off of the paranormal romance genre. Right. But the thing that kind of balances it out is the fact that you're usually using that move on the other players, and it's kind of the focus of the game. Mm -hmm like the interpersonal relationship yeah. thing not even just necessarily in like a romantic context but like bullshit adolescent click drama mixed with like werewolf shenanigans that's kind of where the game lives and it's yes. interesting for that because instead of you just hitting on weird faceless npcs that are kind of only going to be designed as like weird walls that you have to climb in order to do a fictional fuck. it's like an actual storytelling yeah. agency kind of thing But anyway, don't fuck in D&D unless you know everyone at your table is going to be cool with it. And also make sure that you're cool with talking to them about it. Because your average D&D group is going to be real weird to have that conversation in.
1: Entirely weird, yes. It'll be awkward and uncomfortable, and this is the public service announcement. Just make sure you discuss it with your group, just a lot.
0: Just in general, fucking talk to your group about shit.
1: Yeah, if you have problems, talk to your group. If you're going to fuck in your game, talk to your group. Like, yeah,
0: like, you need to know everyone's bought in on it. Otherwise, it's, like, it's not even just gonna be weird that you spring it on them. It's not gonna be good, because no one's gonna be expecting it.
1: hmm It's gonna be awkward and uncomfy, and it's, yeah, yeah, that's that. Anyway, anyway we're, we're we? a dwarf. Right, thank you. We're a dwarf. We are dwarves. We're a Hobbit. We're a Hobbit, and we absolutely do not fuck. <laughs> we, we are, uh, <laughs> we're as asexual as we can possibly be, this Hobbit.
0: We're really into pies and nothing sexual. We're really good at drinking and fishing, and that's about it, but we are legendarily good at fishing.
1: Our Hobbit puts on a lot of after-school specials about... (laughs) How bad for you doing the sexes. Bang. They
0: spend a lot of time sitting backwards in chairs talking to the teens.
1: (laughs) Sex, bad. Drugs, bad baking a pie on a nice saturday afternoon good for you
0: i kind of like the idea that they would actually be like listen sex bad drugs fantastic <laughs> listen kids do as many <laughs> drugs as you can get your hands on as long as it keeps you from having sex
1: <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah okay uh we found a good a good route for this character to go down um <laughs> Alright, so, well, we know what our race
0: and culture is. What profession lines up with their dark and dangerous goals?
1: Um, Let's go to the professions tab, because that's its own thing. There's mundane, magical, and blessed professions.
0: Yeah, instead of just having, like, a class system since this is a point-by thing, like, as far as I can tell, Das Schwarze Auge is really into, like, the simulation-heavy end of RPGs in general, so they want it to feel like the real fantasy middle ages or whatever. So if you want, you can play as a fucking tooth-puller, or a town militiaman. Yeah. Or a bard that doesn't get any magical skills whatsoever.
1: You can also play as a- god, how is this pronounced? Courtier. Courtier? I think it's courtier. Courtier. Yeah, this is an interesting one.
0: Is it just like you're a nobleman?
1: Yeah, pretty much. There's three variations. There's a noble scion, uh huh. Which knows courtly etiquette. Ooh. Dalliers have nothing except decide how to spend their time. <laughs> Work is something for the lower classes and above the, and they're above it.
0: Okay, so we're like an unlanded noble. Yeah. Like, we don't own anything, but our social position is still high enough that we don't really have to do anything, so we just spend a lot of time sitting around and, like, eating songbirds.
1: Yeah. I'm looking for something that would work well as a, uh...
0: I mean, there is a variant of courtier that's just called diplomat.
1: Yeah. No, that's true.
0: Are we a diplomat, but to the kids? We're, we're a diplomat
1: for teens.
0: <laughs> we're the teen outreach ambassador.
1: Yeah! Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> no, it sucks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I like it. Here's my question. Uh-huh. How does this character play in a role-playing
0: game? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they gotta travel the whole world to get their message out there. Okay. Because uh, the Royal Kingdom has a lot of surplus drugs that it needs to make sure are being sold off to everybody. But they're really overpopulated, and there's okay. not enough room in these here hills with all the eyes.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay, <laughs> this yeah. This is a
0: really baffling yep. context here.
1: Holy shit. All right. <laughs> it is considered good form for nobles to participate in the arts of combat and hunting. Okay. All nobles carry long swords of rapiers, regardless of whether they know how to use them or not. Hell yeah. Oh, that's good. All right, yeah. So we're a courtier, and we're an ambassador to the teens. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so in the list of all of the different things you can buy as a courtier here, it has a list of uh suggested advantages and disadvantages.
1: Oh hell yeah, I forgot about the advantages and disadvantages system in this. Yes. So to kind of happy. segue
0: our way in, do we want to make ourselves resistant to poisons?
1: Yeah. God, that's not the first time we've done that on this podcast. Oh no, you're right.
0: <laughs> but we're doing it for good this time, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's see. Let's pick at disadvantages first. What okay. is this dwarf's disadvantages? Well, let's see here. Well, wow, you can just pick death,
0: huh? Oh, huh. Wow. That's a weird decision to have in the game. <laughs> I mean, the problem is like a lot of people are going to take that and just ignore it because it's a lot of easy points because a lot of people are just never going to try and listen to stuff, which makes it feel really cavalier to have it as just an option to, hey, be deaf. Yeah. Even weirder than that is the one immediately above it that's just colorblind.
1: Yeah, that's a bizarre one. (laughs) that's one that you'd forget you have when you made your character yeah
0: because it's literally <laughs> never gonna matter like even though it gives uh, like examples of how it could fuck you up but like it's one of those things where the gm would have to be going out of their way to fuck you over for it yeah which theoretically is supposed to be how disadvantages work but like right. if you're playing a game that doesn't have like a reason to activate your disadvantages like you do in the fate where it gives you fate points and like other games like that it just kind of feels yeah. like a weird sort of tug of war of all right, how much of a dick are you going to be today, Jerry? Hey, fuck you. Hey, are you just going to yeah, fuck exa- me over here? Exa- like, it makes <laughs> it you, feel Jerry. really adversarial.
1: Yeah, I think Dark Eye's next expansion should be called Fuck You, Jerry. Shit. And it'll it'll just be...
0: It reveals another continent that they're never going to write up any information for.
1: Yeah, it adds a ninth stat.
0: <laughs> the ninth stat is Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I found a, a, a disadvantage that's just called personality flaw. Uh-huh. Personality flaws are particularly unpleasant behaviors or habits that can make life with other people complicated.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, that's our entire concept. Most
1: two personality flaws per hero.
0: Well, we've definitely got two personality flaws.
1: Well, they have specific personality flaws on a table. Ah, okay. It's arrogance. Envy. Mm-hmm. Feistiness. <laughs> uh, everybody argues once in a while that this unpopular character does so all the time for no valid reason. That fits. Prejudice spoiled unpleasant unworldly and vanity i like feistiness yeah they're very very vehemently outspoken against having sex and they'll
0: bring it up Uh, in the most (laughs) weird and like tangential situations
1: like well we personally wouldn't want to get more coal brought into our kingdom because it's not a resource that we personally use it's not something we need and they're like you know what else you don't need to have premarital sex or really sex in general hi (laughs) hi i'm golf
0: johnson and i'm here to tell you about the dangers of premarital intermarital and postmarital sex i have three charts right here
1: (laughs) i'm golf basketball johnson (laughs) Hi, I'm golf basketball They're like <laughs> <laughs> you, you just hear like a swish And you see like a basketball court That wasn't there before And he's just like walking down it With uh, the basketball under his arms And he's like, hey there kids My name's Golf Johnson <laughs> We have a lot of fun
0: here But you know what's not fun? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pregnancy <laughs> STDs fornication drama that comes around with sex (laughs) (laughs) fornication did you know that one in four adults die because of sexual intercourse
0: did you know that every orphan child that's ever existed in the world is a product of sex (laughs) keep your communities clean don't fuck that's right. It's Keep me, your, Golf. Beth. Don't
1: fuck. <laughs> Buy my drugs. <laughs> Golf Johnson signing off. If all your friends were jumping off a bridge, would you, would you do it too? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Don't jump off that sex bridge. Do 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 heroin though, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he pulls out a little diorama, <laughs> and there's a, a bridge in the diorama labeled Sex Bridge. <laughs> and it's clearly just the bridge on the under, outskirts of town where all the, the teens go to make out underneath. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. God damn, I love this character. They're wearing like a, a, a brightly colored sweater from the 90s. Yep. <laughs> and they've got a bowl cut.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say that Golf Johnson is no longer asexual. He is very specifically anti-sexual.
1: <laughs>
0: Violently anti- Oh, fuck. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got it. I know why he's like this.
1: I'm Golf Johnson. Vote for me in the upcoming 2020 election. Shit.
0: No, here's the backstory on Golf Johnson. Golf Johnson is secretly a devotee of Boron, the god of death. So he wants to make sure (laughs) that there's not more people coming into this world, and as many people are leaving it as possible.
1: Okay, so he's sort of an evangelical for the god of death. Yeah. So he's masking it under, doing sex is bad for you kids, don't do it, Mm -hmm. but he still is also peddling as many life-threatening things as possible.
0: Precisely.
1: Okay. It's like a character in a jack
0: chick comic.
1: Shit. (laughs) It's like it's like when the Punisher had an after school special. Oh my god. (laughs) 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 Like (laughs) that's exactly this character. No, I like it. I like it. Um Perfect, we did it. So does that mean that we're still a noble for a profession or are we grabbing a magical profession? Or I guess it's blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's
0: look at the blessed professions really fast.
1: Blessed one of Boron. What's their deal? They're really edgy. They wear black robes. Ooh, boy. They're skilled exorcists. Uh-huh. Um, they give comfort to the dying and bereaved to help ease their pain. Okay. I think this person's a blessed one of Boron, but they're very specifically like, they're like a shady car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Golf Johnson. <laughs> I kind of like the idea that Golf like, isn't
0: actually a member of the clergy anymore because everyone thinks he's a huge fucking weirdo. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was part of the clergy, and they're like, "No, we're all about like it's like the circle of life, man. Like Golf,
0: it's all about dealing with undead and making sure that people die when they're supposed to. It's not like all death all the time."
1: It... Golf's <laughs> like a weird fundamentalist. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> a death fundamentalist. <laughs> you know, like a
1: Catholic. No. Cut Sing. that! Oh my God! Remember to cut that. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely cut that. Definitely don't leave it in. Definitely, definitely cut that, or leave it in and leave all of this in too.
0: Deutschland <laughs> Deutschland <laughs>
1: No, so Golf's definitely like an excommunicated member of the yes. Blessed. Um, but Golf is also very powerful, Blessed to
0: Definitely. He's apparently legendary level.
1: That's definitely better. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's interesting. Going back to disadvantages.
0: Wait, they have a disadvantage in here that's literally just, like, the story of a Samson. What the fuck?
1: They have one in here that is, you're a slave. Yikes, I forgot how much slave stuff
0: is in here. Yeah. Like, there's a weapon later on in the book that's just called, like, the slave killer.
1: That's fucked up.
0: Like, what are you guys doing over there, Germany? Yeah, cu- what- Like, I'm gonna guess it's probably part of the whole heartbreaker obsession with verisimilitude, but, like, you're making this entire world. You don't have to put the slaves in there.
1: They made a point to say earlier that, like, Aventuria is a world with gender equality.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. They have a whole sidebar on that.
1: Yeah. Like, some cultures have women in a lower spotlight than men. There's other cultures that are matriarchal. Mm -hmm. It's got multiple societies and cultures... And then they're like, but slaves though, (laughs) which I guess you could make the argument like those exist in like some societies to this day.
0: Well, yeah, for sure. It just feels weird to devote so much page space to it.
1: Yeah. Going off on a different tangent and going back to uh, Uh where we were originally at. What if we took sensitive nose (laughs) as a disadvantage? Okay. A character with this disadvantage has a delicate sense of smell offensive odors like decay or feces can cause dizziness and nausea huh what if it's a a devotee of the god of death that gets physically ill whenever he smells dead bodies shit
0: but he's really really invested in making (laughs) sure a lot of people die still
1: yep yep (laughs) (laughs) he just doesn't do the killing he he can't stand seeing the bodies or smelling them yeah there you go but he still needs them to die. That's
0: why he decided to deal in societal evils instead. Yeah. Okay, sure. So
1: let's see. What are the things that Golf Johnson advocates for? Definitely drugs. Absolutely. Definitely
0: all drugs. Yes. He's pro-drugs. He's a really huge fan of kids playing in traffic.
1: Yes. That's. Oh, that's a great one.
0: A big part of his platform is a knife for every child. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, is he running for public office, or is he just, like, running an after-school special?
0: I feel like Golf Johnson is the Ron Paul of Aventuria.
1: (laughs) Where he's absolutely always
0: running for office. (laughs) But, like, it's never really stuck. Actually, I guess he's more like Vermin Supreme. (laughs) Like, he doesn't really want, like, a public office, but he wants his fucking goals to be out there. And the only way he knows how to do that is by campaigning.
1: Yep. Alright. Playing in traffic, a knife in every household... (laughs) Uh, A Knife for Every Child, do very much do drugs, don't have sex, Mm -hmm. doctors- Don't trust them. Liars. Don't trust them. Don't trust (laughs) them. A doctor just cares about the money and will prescribe anything to you and tell you anything as long as he gets gets the money in his pocket. So
0: the only way you can make sure that you're safe from those lying doctors is to never take medicine of any kind.
1: Never take medicine of any kind unless it's drugs. (laughs) unless it's cool drugs unless it's good wholesome drugs only take medicine recreationally yeah exactly medicine its only purpose is to feel good (laughs) get real high shit learn to juggle (laughs) with the knives (laughs) it's mandatory in every house hey kid start a fight club (laughs) uh sewers are for weirdos (laughs) Don't wear helmets while you're riding your bicycle. Or when you're in combat. <laughs> don't wear helmets when you're playing bike polo. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I I think there's enough there that this character would be fun. They're like like we said, they're quick immediately to jump in with what their uh, their message is. Absolutely. Their premium message. Their their first and foremost method is don't have sex. Yes. Their their defining part of their platform is sex is is very, very bad. Do not do sex. But once they reel you in with that, it's also, Hey kid, I've got some ideas for you. Yeah, exactly. Instead of having sex with your wife, (laughs) take off all the wheels on your car and ride it down a hill. (laughs) Go to your neighbor's (laughs) house
0: and unscrew some of those bolts. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta protect yourself.
1: Have you ever considered the wonderful and prestigious profession of sword swallowing. Anyone can do it. (laughs) Look, I've got one right here. Go ahead. Give it a try. (laughs) Give it a shot. Don't do it while I'm here, though. I cannot. Give me like a 20 (laughs) second head start. (laughs) (laughs) Golf Johnson's. Is it Golf Johnson or Golf Basketball? (laughs) I think it's Golf Johnson. I think it's Golf Johnson. Gulf Johnson always has, like, a kind of ratty tuxedo that he bought at a flea market (laughs) and a greasy (laughs) comb-over. Okay, I thought you were going to say always has a ratty youth pastor mullet. (laughs) Oh, that's also good. No, I was going to go with the, maybe not greasy comb-over, but he's always got just a comb-over, because I'm imagining, like, a 90s after-school special. Okay, yeah. I think he has... Are pocket dimensions
0: a thing in this universe? We know there are, because apparently there's a pocket dimension inside the Earth, apparently.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So he's got, like, whatever the heartbreaker bag of holding is that has just, like, a a, a grade school desk at it that you can pull at any time to do the backwards sitting on the chair.
0: It's one of those uh, desks with the integrated chair into it, so you have to turn the entire desk backwards to sit in it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah.
1: Well, he just, like, pulls it out and sets it down backwards. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's actually what he does no matter what when he needs to negotiate, is that's his... his <laughs> preferred position of sitting <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's good All right, so good here. <laughs> does this character have the negative trait true name hmm. he's like my name's golf johnson because my true name if you know it oh you can kill me better
0: I kind of like that actually. Yeah, Golf Johnson is his pseudonym. I think the idea is that they have his real name on the file at the monastery still. So when they excommunicated yeah, him, okay. he had to change his name because if it ever gets out there, they can use it to kill him.
1: I like it. What is? Of
0: course, his real name is Basketball.
1: Fuck. <laughs> it's Basketball Jefferson. Jesus. <laughs> My favorite founding father. <laughs> In an alternate universe when someone comes up with a package from Amazon.com and you've got your good, your new strategy guide for the Star Fox and you're you're gonna sign for it and they're like, can you give me the old basketball Jefferson here real quick?
0: I like the idea that John Hancock still exists in this world But no one talks about him because Basketball Jefferson exists
1: Basketball Jefferson actually signed his name even bigger than John Hancock He saw John Hancock signed his name all big on it And he's like, ah, that fucking asshole I gotta one-up him In this alternate
0: universe, Basketball Jefferson also did not own slaves Fuck (laughs) Ugh Okay. The only people he owned was on the basketball court. Am I right, teens? And then he sits backwards oh, in his chair to sign the declaration. Hey, hey <laughs> uh. All right, let's move on to the s- combat special stuff real fast.
1: Yeah, did we get any advantages? Any of those advantages and Good point. only the disadvantages? <laughs> what are the advantages? I need you to pronounce it like has. that
0: exclusively from now on. Okay. Well, for one, we definitely have to buy Blessed so that we can still do miracles.
1: Um... I would like to read you the name of an advantage real, advantage real quick. Thank you. Yeah, go for it. And me. I want you to tell me what it does without reading it. Okay. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh huh. <clears throat> Dwarf's nose. <laughs>
0: okay i saw about half of this one when i was sc- uh scrolling through the book earlier i know it makes you better at detecting something but i don't know what the fuck it would be can you smell secret doors
1: secret doors entrances oh, or cavities and i'm imagining it's cavities as in tooth cavities and not cabins. <laughs> oh yeah obviously so i think i think we have dwarfs' nose, i think okay uh, golf Johnson has dwarf's nose.
0: I'm surprised that dwarfs do not get dwarf's nose for free.
1: Yeah, I think golf Johnson also, before he became who he is today, uh-huh. this famous legendary figure, <laughs> he used to be a dentist because he could find the cavities very good. Sure, of course. With his, oh, I God. actually really like the idea uh-huh. of it's literally just golf Johnson has a magical nose, like a supernatural nose. <laughs> and he actually had because it's not it's not actually you smell caves this is a supernatural like sixth sense for finding them right right but i like it's actually no very specifically he can smell caves and stuff but because of that he can also smell dead bodies very good and it makes him sick
0: oh there we go there it is yep fantastic yep
1: (laughs) the dwarfs the dwarf's nose is a double-edged sword
0: perfect um, let's see.
1: I think he also has good looks.
0: Okay, sure.
1: I think that's the only way he can really get the teens to listen to him, is because he's very charming. Right, right, right. He's got a lot of charisma. Definitely. I also think he's probably not that good at magic. That's fair. Like, he's a blessed one of Boron, but he's not very great at it. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Uh huh. It says unsuitable advantage for blessed one of Boron, but I'm actually wanting this. Okay inspire confidence mm. it says that's not good for a blessed one of boron really but but he wasn't re- he was kind of excommunicated from their <laughs> their uh <laughs> their order because he specifically was trying to inspire confidence in getting yourself killed no I so like in it. that I way like i think he actually does have it yeah yeah
0: okay yeah i think that'll do us all right actually. now
1: we've got all the advantages and disadvantages i think we're good now. perfect yeah there's skills. This is basically just feats.
0: Oh my god! There's so many skills. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, there are about 60 pages of skills. Oh god. 50, 50, about 50. I'll be fair to it.
0: Once again, really common thing with d d heartbreakers. You gotta add skills for everything that you would ever want to do, not in a game.
1: Would you like body control? The skill body control. gotcha body control. To control your butt. Bo- shit. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna look at the social skills. Yeah. Okay. Oh, body control
0: is just like acrobatics and stuff. Why did they call it that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think he has fast talk. Okay. Yeah. A silver tongue, quick wit, cogent arguments. that's How it's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> and teasing are all <laughs> traits of a fast talking character. The skills often used to lie and sweet talk people. That's a skill. Yeah. That's that's his primary skill. <laughs> Okay, uh, so this also
0: has, uh, every single skill has a shitload of applications, which just appear to be sub-skills underneath. I'm gonna say that he's really good at subterfuge and the hard sell.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, and then persuasion can change the target's mind permanently, not just for a short time. Yeah,
0: is also apparently specifically really good for blessed ones, because they're all evangelical, I guess. Yep. Alright, right. Cool.
1: Like, there's stuff you can take for, like, general adventuring, right? Like yeah, for sure. Being able to climb. Like, he
0: probably or... knows how to climb a rope or whatever. Yeah. He's really good at history and law, because that's the only way he's been able to be in business for so long.
1: Yep. He knows how to fight. He's got fighting down.
0: What does he fight with? Hmm. Actually, let's... That's a
1: good question. Let's look at the magic real quick. Liturgical chance. Uh, banish darkness, banish fear, banish light, banish disease, banish poison.
0: Oh man, apparently Boron also has dominion over dreams, and people who are yeah. really into the dream aspect of Boron are apparently supposed to be very skilled with hallucinogenics and sleeping drugs, so...
1: Hell, fuck yeah, okay, so he's part of the... I think he's real good at the dreaming aspect, uh-huh. but he's really, like... That's what he
0: did his seminary in, or whatever. But then, while he was studying, he was like, yeah. hey, you know what kicks ass? dying and being dead
1: yeah yeah okay here's the character choice uh, i think we're gonna wrap it up after this okay he's got some fucking death magic and like dream magic he's got magic to climb into people's dreams totally totally i think he also sells like lucid dreaming self-help books shit and i think those lucid dreams like once people start lucid dreaming he uh hops into their dreams <laughs> and makes them think the drugs that he's trying to get them to take are what they want oh and they're God. product of their own mind's creation. Incredible. I think that's what this guy does. Yep. Um, and then for his weapon, I think he has a flail. Really? No, actually, no. I think he wants to be a f- as far away from anyone he kills as possible if he has to get into a fight. Absolutely. So I think he just uses, like, a crossbow. Okay. Yeah, that way he doesn't have to smell them when he shoots them. Right, right. He doesn't have to smell the corpse with his cursed magic nose. I think there's... What the fuck is this, actually? so This hobbit is fucking... <laughs> this, is, this is a weird character. This is like a fucking Tarantino <laughs> character.
0: <laughs> there appears to be an automatic crossbow.
1: Hell yeah. Are you kidding me?
0: Uh, There's so many tables full of shit, and it, I can't find where it describes what any of these are. What the fuck is a two lilies staff? What's a wyvern beater? <laughs> Gross. What's a wakif? Or a... Jadra. Um... Oh god. Does it ever describe any of these actual items?
1: I can't find any descriptions of the items. Oh, oh, I see drawings of all the melee weapons and crossbows, but I don't see uh a... Yeah, I see the Iron Forest crossbow, they have a drawing of it. What's it look like? So it looks like a, a normal crossbow. Uh-huh. Except it has a, like, a, a rectangular bucket on top that you just slide the bolts into. Huh. Yeah. Sure, okay. Whatever, that's what he's got. Yeah. I'm alright.
0: Alright, I'm kinda tired of looking at this system, fuck it.
1: Yeah, this system's so overly complicated. I'm sad I spent five dollars on this.
0: Oh yeah, the the Iron Forest crossbow is just a crossbow that has a clip attached to it. Okay. Yep.
1: Gotcha. Like but the clip's on top and it's open fed? Yeah, I guess. Oh no. Whatever. So you still have to crank the actual string back. Yep. There's a box yep. in the way now. But you don't have to like load a new bolt in, so you just gotta keep cranking it, so that's automatic. That's weird. Um yeah, yeah that's our character. It's golf Johnson. I
0: don't know if he's gonna have a crossbow then. I don't think Golf likes to crank it. <laughs> anyway, that's been our show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this has been the character generation uh that's yeah damn all right that's our show don't have don't do sex don't do it
0: don't do sex do do drugs
1: uh you can find us on all kinds of social media at the character gen just all one word it's twitter.com at the character gen at facebook.com slash the character gen our Gmail account is thecharactergen at gmail.com. Our website is thecharactergen.stream. Yep. Is there anything else we want people to look at? Uh iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. Uh that's yeah. like as soon as we get more ratings on iTunes, it gets more publicity. That's the way iTunes like shows it off and advertises it on their page i guess we're also on google play it's a weird mess it like dynamically
0: averages us up the charts as we get more likes and reviews within a time it's a whole thing but yeah yeah
1: we don't like pay for any advertisement we this is tell your friends would be tell your
0: friends tell your enemies i guess maybe if you don't like us they will tell it to your orthodontist tell it to whoever you can find on the street whisper it into a bush
1: very specifically though Listeners, can you just go to your orthodontist and tell them about our podcast? Because we did have some dentist-based humor in this episode that I think we could really capitalize on. Um, I think they just—they're gonna be really upset. The conflated orthodontist and dentist, though. (laughs) Shh, they don't. They're shh. It's fine. It's still humor they would get. Cavities, am I right?
0: Listen we need to end this I'm fucking boiling to death in my own sweat And I need to go turn on the air conditioner Same (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, This has been the character generation I've been Chet I've been Moth. That's Gingzo